Well, it's good to be here. Good to see everybody. Uh, just so you know, last week I was headed, I, I pulled into the driveway at seven here at the, at the church at 7.30ish and got a phone call from my dad. And uh, so thankfully, David Wagner, I talked to him the night before and he was, he was ready, willing and able and heard he knocked it out of the park. I need to listen to it, but uh, that was awesome. Thank you, David. And just so you guys know, David and his family uh, suffered some water damage. I think uh, his wife and two of their children had to be uh, evacuated. So we're praying for them. I know there's some other families. Uh, I don't want to. I know that I know of another couple, but I don't want to say that in case that there's more. But just be aware that there are people in our body that that uh, suffered last night. So yeah, we'll pray for them. Um, <clears throat> so. Matt, you did a great job yes. navigating that thing. That is so good. It is, it is, um, it's, a, it's a joy and, and it, there's a trick. I don't, let me say this whole sentence first. It's a joy, but it's also a, a bit, you know, um, is a trick to partnering with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I've said this before, it's almost like, um, the Holy Spirit, so let me say this whole thing again for all you visitors. So <laughs> we're not lunatics or heretics or anything like that. But let me, let me say it like this. So <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is almost like a, like a wild bird. Don't, don't write us off of the reservation yet. In that, so I don't know if you've ever been out at a, at a picnic table or whatever, and, and a bird fly up, and it just so happened it didn't see you. Well, if you're like me, I, I don't want to shoo that bird away I'm going to freeze and hope that that bird comes closer. You know, and if I can get them, get that bird to eat out of my hand, which that actually, uh, I was talking to someone earlier that actually happened when we were on vacation. Anyway, but that that's why that's why I'm wired. So when the Holy Spirit shows up like this, you know, it's not it's not. Uh, church is normal, or we just, you know, you can't just go, whoa, the fear of the Lord. All right, let's take up an offering. You, you can't just jump into that. There, you have to, there, there's a certain reverence that, uh, that we try to, to walk that thin line on, on as well. Even jumping into to a message, you, you, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thin line of, of not wanting. So what I'm not wanting to do, I don't want to take us from here, what's happening in here, and pull us up to here to our heads. I want what's happening in our spirit, man, to continue to happen um, and because this, this whole thing is about revelation and transformation. It's not about information, although information is good in the right order. So the way that, that the Holy Spirit speaks to us, he speaks to us in our spirit and then our mind catches up. And so, anyway... So you can hear the same thing as other people. I can hear the same thing as other people and I can hear it as information or I can hear it as revelation. Exact same thing. Some people will hear it only as information. Okay, got it. Let's move on. Boom. And, but, but the revelation of it actually takes time. It's almost like honey. It takes a while to penetrate into the hard places in my spirit, in my, you know, and, and that's the, that's the part of waiting on the Lord, just allowing that process to happen. Up here, I don't know what's going on. Down here, I can tell something's going on. So I'm gonna yield 
to what's happening down here and tell this thing, hey, slow down just a little bit. You're going to be okay. Mind, love your mind. Mind, you're, you've done a great job in helping, in helping me. But what's happening right now is, is, what's, is in my spirit, man. So anyway, don't hear. I'm not disassociating those two. I'm actually putting them in order. So, okay, now what I'm going to attempt to do is to pick up where we left off two weeks ago, and that's a little bit more tricky than you think it is, because I know, I, I, you know, I've, I've seen my notes, I know where I'm going, I know what I spoke on, and, uh, and I'm not saying that you don't, but, but I know that because of life and that sort of thing. So, it's, so what I'm talking about is, it, it, I've got the prop out because we're going to be talking back our, we're to, and you know what, uh, that's it. And so let's all stand up and, and uh, say amen. I've got the prop out because we're talking about the throne, but I'm going to tell you that this is not where I'm trying to go. But if we don't get this, we're going to miss, you're going to totally miss, you're going to hear everything that's, that pertains to this as information. So if I don't slow us all down, and go, hey, I'm going to go back over some things that you've heard before, and uh, if you were here, but the purpose is not to repeat it. The purpose is to allow the revelation that is on what we're looking at to permeate in here. Okay? You know what? I saw three of you nod. I'm going to speak to you. That's who I'm talking to. So, so, Lord, because where we're going, where, where we're going, it's, uh, it, what, what I want to do is we're going to look at the, not just the events, but the attendees that are around the throne. Okay? And so, so Father, help us to hear, help me to speak, help us to retain, help us, Lord, Lord, we just, I just need the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the true knowledge of who Jesus is according to Ephesians in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, I would really love it if you have your Bible that you would turn to Revelation. I would really love that. And, and I'm gonna look at some other um, verses as well that's not in Revelation. I would love it if you continue to, you know, go to your index, try to find it, turn on your Bible, you know, try to, to, try to follow along with me. I may jump ahead and not give you time to look it up, but would you please take the effort, make the effort to look it up. You need to see what I'm talking about, okay? So, Revelation chapter one, I'm gonna read this. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. I have to say this every time because it's so important that we understand that what he's saying here in verse one is this, the book of Revelation is not about information, it is about the revelation of Jesus Christ. And this revelation of Jesus Christ, man didn't drum this up. John didn't get it because he was God's, uh, Jesus' favorite. It, this revelation came through an angel that was, and com- that angel communicated this whole thing to John. So that is, how does that work? I have absolutely no idea. But basically, uh, the importance of this is this is a spiritual, we're talking, this is a spiritual dialogue. This is a spiritual set of events. This is, this is, a, this is an impartation waiting to happen, is what he's saying. This is an impartation. John couldn't get it. John couldn't reach up to get it. No, God gave Jesus a gift 
which was the revelation of himself. And he sent that gift and communicated it through an angel to John so that John could get it. So just so you know, I'm too small to get this. You're too small to get this. We actually need supernatural help. Okay. So then it says, because I want to stop here. There's an actual blessing as we are looking into this. You're being blessed. I'm being blessed. Both the hearer and the reader are being blessed. We are walking under a canopy of blessing because we are looking into this revelation that God gave Jesus to give to us, his disciples. So with that, having said that, we're going to go to Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. After these things, John said, I looked and behold a door. And so we had talked about the, after these things, what he's talking about, he's just had an encounter with the living God in Revelation 1, 2, and 3, Jesus. Jesus looks completely different than he did on earth. He's actually doing some unusual stuff. He's walking among the lampstands. He's, he's glowing. He's got all of this. And John is trying to take all of this in. Then Jesus says, I want to give you a message for seven churches. And he gives them a message for seven churches. There were things that he liked about the church. There's things that he wanted to correct about the church. There were things that, that, that highlighted what the, what the church was up against. And, and so after these things, John is saying, I looked and behold a door. And the thing that, that, that gets me about that is he, John is already in a spiritual place. He was on the island of Patmos and he heard behind him someone saying with the voice of a trumpet and he turns around and he goes into this realm, okay? That's the best way I know how to describe it. That goes into this realm where he's having this encounter with Jesus and Jesus is telling him all this stuff. After these things, behold, a door. And it's open. So that means that God was taking John from this supernatural realm that he was in through a door into another supernatural realm. It's like, that's why John's going, whoa, a door. I mean, it could be saying, whoa, I thought I was already there. No, there's another level. There's another level where you're going. And so John goes, whoa. A door. Well, what? And it says that, um, it says, come up here. I will show you things which must take place after this. Immediately. He didn't go. No, it was like blink, bang. And he says, oh, behold, a throne. So God, the father took, G, uh, took John from this, from earth to this supernatural realm through a door into another realm. And John's like, whoa, a throne. And then he says, one seated on the throne. Now, the thing I want you to look at is if you look at the succession of what he is seeing and what he is saying, he is saying on purpose, there's a reason why he verbally stopped and said, whoa, a throne. So I'm not taking anything Nothing to detract from the one sitting on the throne, but what I am trying to hone in on is there's a reason why this throne captures all of John's attention. Throughout the entire fourth chapter, 
John, everything he sees, he looks up and then he's drawn back to the throne. He looks up and he's drawn back to the throne. He sees this and he's drawn back to the throne. Everything is drawn back to the throne. What I am trying to get us to see, there is a reason. There is a reason he's so captured by this throne. This is not just a chair. This is not just a seat. This is the epicenter. This is the, 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 the core of everything in the universe emanates from, out of, from this seat, this, this throne right here, everything. Now, that is a huge sentence for us to take all in and not, get, and not understand the gravity of it, but for the sake of time, I've got to move on. But just, you need to know, everything, everything comes back to this throne right here. If you're in this room, your existence was based on this throne right here. Everything that was, has, that was created, that has been created, actually came from this, the one who sits on this throne. Okay? So that, that's why I'm going so slow, because if we don't understand the significance of this throne, we're going to miss the, the people that are around this throne. And that's what I'm going to hone in on. Okay, so Revelation 4.2, the one sat on the throne. He who sat there, he, John says, he, he's got this crystal looking like a diamond and then there's this red stuff, the sardius, and, 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 and he's looking at this, and then there's this rainbow around the throne. And so John, uh, again, John goes, it's the throne. Oh, it's the man. No, it's the rainbow. No, it's the throne. And the rainbow is, is symbolic. The rainbow is one color. It's emerald, which we talked about, which represents grace and mercy. And since it's a rainbow, that it's not a triangle or it's not a parallelogram or it's not a rectangle, it's a, it's a rainbow. The rainbow or a hexagon, hexagon would be symbolic of a stop sign. But this is symbolic in nature in that it's, it's a symbol, a rainbow is a symbol of promise, peace. God said, I will never bring disaster on the earth again. Here's my covenant with you. I will set a rainbow so that you would know I'm always at peace with you. So all of this stuff is happening. All of these symbols are happening. John is going, well, this rainbow is around the throne. This person who looks like a diamond and a sardine, he's around the throne. And around the throne are 24 other thrones and all, with 24 elders. And from the throne proceed, again, he's getting back to the throne going, man, there's this, this centerpiece, if you would, of the universe it's got all of this activity that's happening. And so there's lightning and thunder and then there's seven spirits of God that are blazing in front of the throne. And then there's four living creatures that have six wings with weird eyes that are always saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. They are stuck on one song. One song. And the reason they're stuck on one song, let me just say it again, it's not out of duty. Like God didn't create them and go, okay, I'm gonna push the play button and hit the repeat. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, oh, no, 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 no. No, what they're saying, seeing, and how they're responding is all voluntary. They are absolutely enraptured with this one 
who is seated on this throne. And every time they look at him, all they can do is say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. They blink, they look back up, something got another, get yet another facet of who this one is that's sitting on this throne. All they can say is, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And it's like, this is all we can say, and yet it's enough. But they are beholding one. Okay. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne who lives forever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and they worship him who lives forever and ever and they cast their crowns before the throne. Something about this, this, this is the centerpiece of the universe. Like even that sounds so cliche. It's too broad. But, and yet we don't have words to contain it. And so it's like, I was telling somebody, did I say this last week? It doesn't matter if I did or not. I wasn't here last week, so I didn't. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, but I was reading uh, uh, the, the, uh, in Judges, and I forget who it was, has an encounter with an angel. And the angel comes and gives him a promise. And he says, wow, thank you so much. He said, what is your name? And the angel said, why would you want to know my name? So th- well, just to say thank you or? <laughs> and the angel says, I'm not going to tell you my name because it's too wonderful for you to understand. <laughs> wow. So what we're talking about is beyond language that we have. This is beyond language that we have. This is beyond. And so that's why I keep saying, as you and I are reading in Revelation, slow down. Take one verse. Don't try to move on and get your little check at the end of the, you know, read the chapter. Bang. I'm done. No, no, no. Slow down. Because there's revelation behind each verse. So, They cast their crowns before the throne saying, you're worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power for you created all things and by your will, they exist and they were created. So again, this is the seat of everything created. Everything. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this throne. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. Another huge righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. We've talked about the foundation of this chair are its four legs. He's saying righteousness and justice are the legs of your throne. What in the world does that even mean? What he's talking about is, is he's talking about the, the, the throne sits on the very government of heaven. The very government of God is what holds this throne up. The government of God is all about righteousness and justice. Righteousness and justice. This throne is all about seeing that those who, I'm just, I'm just throwing some stuff out, right? Did good, this is really, really low level, are rewarded. And those who have done so, so bad so, are 
not rewarded. So we'll say punished, but there's some of that in there. But, but don't get caught up on that. Don't get caught up on that. Righteousness and justice, everything, everything that, that the government sits on, that God sits on, is all intent about justice and righteousness. We're gonna get into this in just a second. It says that your throne is the very throne of God. Your kingdom will last forever and ever. You will rule by treating everyone fairly. Everyone fairly all comes back to righteousness and justice. The widow, the single mom that can't make ends meet, there's a righteousness that's, that's, that's exuding from this throne to make sure that she and her children are taken care of. There's a justice side. You can't just get away with that. That's not fair that you're mistreating this. I'm just using the, this widow and, or, and, and, and her children. You can't do that. There's a justice side that comes out as well. Everything, but everything, and, and, and they're not in conflict. They're not in conflict at all. God is not in conflict with himself. Righteousness and justice is what he sits on. <clears throat> Making sure. Turn to Exodus 34. Exodus 34, verse six. While you're turning there, because you can listen and, 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 and read at the same time. In Genesis three, when the, uh, Adam and Eve fell, if you watch, if you read what God said, like um, uh, Adam said, we hid ourselves because we were naked. naked. And he said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the fruit that I told you not to eat from? Uh, no. <laughs> yes. And then he, he turns to Adam and says, well, it wasn't me, it was her. He turns to Eve, was it her? It wasn't me, it was this snake. And so God starts with the serpent and says, on your belly, you will crawl all the days of your life. You will bruise his heel. He will, he will crush your head. And he's talking about the seed that's coming out of this out of this serpent in Jesus. Then he goes to the woman. In great travail, will you have children? Then he goes to Adam, by the sweat of your brow. What is that? Why is he doing that? It's the administration of righteousness and justice. In the court system of heaven, which is set up totally, on, it was a, it's the most holy government you can think of. God is the most holy. He, he cannot wink at sin. He can't, it, it has to be dealt with. Not only that, not only is it just, not, it's not just the sin, but it's the punishment. It's the, it, it's the, uh, uh, the uh, help me. It's the after effect of sin. It's everything, the curses that go with it, but I don't wanna stop with just the curses because it's more than that. And so everything, everything has to be administered because his, his, his government is based on this government. I mean, his government is based on righteousness and justice. So Exodus chapter 34, Moses says, Moses has been with, with God. He's like, hey, you know, 33 is like, please don't leave us. Don't, we're not going anywhere without your presence. Please show me your glory. And, Jesus, and God says, okay, I will. The Lord passed by in front of Moses calling out, Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. 
I lay the sins of the parents upon their children and grandchildren. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations. What is happening? It's like, wow, that sounds really cruel. It's not. It's, it's the administration of righteousness and justice. The righteous societies. I forgive a, a thousand generations. I forgive, but I can't let the guilty go unpunished. Can I just say something? Before you think that you're guilty, the question you want to ask is, is am I unrepentant? That's what you want to ask. Before the enemy comes in to start to point the finger at you, so you can answer him back, oh, no, 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 I, I'm totally repentant. But this is what the administration of righteousness and justice looks like. Isaiah 6, turn to Isaiah 6. Isaiah has a vision of this throne. And it just so happened, the date, you don't have the date, but he says it was the year. It was the year, in the year that King Uzziah died, whatever year that was, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. These are angels, they're called the fiery ones. So who knows, they could have been just lit on fire. Each, had, each one had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And one cried out to the other, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. There's this temple that's in heaven. And these angels are crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. As they are saying that, their voice is so loud and so powerful that the hinges of the door shook <laughs> while, they're, while they're saying this. As they're saying this, the entire temple is filled with the glory of the Lord. This is a magnificent, magnificent uh, event that is happening right now. That's happening that, that Isaiah saw. Isaiah was so drawn back, was so affected by this. He said, woe is me for I'm undone because I'm a man of unclean lips. I, li I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, behold, this has touched your lip. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. There's another translation which says your, your, your sin is atoned for. So we see that forgiveness originates from here. Then Isaiah hears this. He hears, I think, the Trinity talking to each other. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah's like, I'll go. And so the Lord sends Isaiah. But if you have to, you have to see where all this took place, it took place right here. So destinies are determined here. The, the, the one that I left out is the one that we, that we looked at a couple of weeks ago. It was Ahab who was trying to hear from the Lord as to whether or not they should go to war. And Micaiah, the prophet, said, I saw the Lord on his throne with heaven's armies all around him. And once someone had asked, how can we entice Ahab to go to war so that he will be killed? And a spirit steps up and says, I can do it. How will you do it? I will cause all of his prophets to say the same thing. And the Lord says, go ahead, you'll succeed. Everything 
that we see happening here on earth originates there. Daniel says, I watched his thrones were put into place and the ancient one sat down to judge. His clothes was as white as snow, his hair like purest wool. He sat on a fiery throne with wheels of blazing fire and a river of fire was pouring out from him, flowing from his presence. Millions of angels ministered to him. Many millions stood to attend him. Then the court began its session and the books were opened. It's very apropos that uh, Matt led us in inviting the fear of the Lord. Because what you're feeling, what I'm feeling right now, this has to do with the fear of the Lord. And so the courts, the court began all around the... So one of the purposes of the, of the throne is for judging. Right? And everybody said, ooh. But there are the, what I want us to look at again is the attendees that are around the throne. So one day, the members of the heavenly court, that's the sons of God, some of your translations say that's his angels, came to present themselves before the Lord and the accuser, Satan, came with them. So again, the accuser has to do with an adversary as in a court of law. Satan uh, in the Hebrew means the one who lies in wait. Where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord, I've been patrolling the earth, watching everything that's going on. We asked this question the last time. Why? Why would you think that you would have the audacity to go and check on the eternal God's handiwork to make sure to see what's going on? That's bizarre. He didn't need any help. He needs no help at all. But we know the reason that he's patrolling the earth is because he has come to make sure that he, God, is doing his job. What's his job? To uphold justice and righteousness. Satan is bringing before God accusations about you, about me, every place where we have slipped up, everywhere where we have dropped beneath the law every place where we deserve punishment, he is making sure that God is enforcing the very government that he's upholding. So it's like, wow. So we've got a court, we've got a judge, we've got a prosecutor, which is actually called the accuser. We also have an advocate. My little children, I write these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Ah, hallelujah. Ah. There's someone that's on our side. So here's... Here's the attendees, court, prosecutor, defense attorney. Now we're gonna to begin to look into the defense attorney. What you need to know, what we need to know is how did these two get here? 
No one comes before God's throne just like, it, it, it is such a regal, um, holy, terrifying, like no, no one gets to approach God's throne. I don't, don't, I don't want you to hear this as God's a stiff arm. God is so holy in who he is that no one can just pop in and go, hey, what's up? Yeah. They, they, we're gonna look at this. So as to how and why the two of them are there. Oh, let me go back to this. Let me set this up. So what I want to show you, you remember when um, Jesus was uh, about to be crucified, he was with his disciples, and, um, and Simon says, Peter says, I, I'm not, I, I'll go with you to the death. Like everyone else, they may turn away. I'm not, I'm not going to turn away. I will be with you. you can, when, when everyone else fails, you can count on me. He said, so Jesus says, ah, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked for you. Where? Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. Now listen to this. So here's the accuser, accusing. Listen to the advocate. But I have prayed for you. He's accusing, he is praying that your faith would not fail so that when you've returned to me, strengthen your brothers. Here's a question. Do you think, this might be a trick question. Do you think that God listens to Jesus more than he does the accuser? I don't think so. Sorry, I'm not trying to correct you. I would have said the same thing. I just know where I'm going. I'm just know where, so I'm just telling, you me tell you why? He, let me go ahead and answer that question now. He can't. Why? Because that would show favoritism. It has to fall under the justice side. He has to meet the justice. He has to answer this. That's why he can't. Look at this. It is an abomination for kings. I want you to see the king that we're serving. It is an abomination for kings to commit wickedness. For a throne is established on righteousness, by righteousness. It really is, I promise you. Now, I might be trying to squeeze this one in. But I want you to see, so a throne is established on righteousness. Do you remember when Jesus came up to John the Baptist and John the Baptist was like, hey, to be baptized. And John the Baptist was like, uh, uh, we got this out of order. I should be, you should be baptizing me. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. Look at what he says. Permitted at this time, for in this way, it is fitting for us to fulfill all Righteousness. What is he saying? Jesus is looking at the government of God, which is founded on righteousness and justice. And even though Jesus does not, Jesus never sinned. That's the thing. John's going, you, you never sinned. I, I've sinned. You need, to be, you need to baptize me. Jesus said, no, 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 no. Permitted at this time. It is, it's, it's fitting for us to fulfill all Righteousness, according to, so Jesus is talking about the government of God. 
Jesus is choosing to come under the righteous side of this throne. And under the righteous side of this throne, Jesus is submitting, coming under John's authority to start his ministry. (laughs) Sorry. He's not a lone ranger. He could be. I mean, he, he created the range. But he's saying, it is, this, is, this is fitting that we do it this way. Why? In order to fulfill all righteousness. Like, oh, wow. Wow. Look at Psalms 109, talking about the advocate. But I will give repeated thanks to the Lord, praising him to everyone, for he stands beside the needy ready to save them from those who condemn them. This is the picture that I'm wanting to leave with you. Jesus, your advocate, my advocate, stands beside the needy. That's me. Ready to save them from those who condemn them. Oh, Oh, guys, this is gonna get wolf. Where, where we are going, it is. That's why I'm taking so much time to lay this foundation because when things start to pick up speed, we're gonna go, oh my God. So let me ask you this. Well, don't, well, we're gonna answer the question. How does God forgive sin? So let us boldly come to the throne of grace our gracious God, there we will receive his mercy and find grace to help us when we need it most in our time of need. So all of the noise that we have going on in our heads, all of the voices that are condemning us, all of the stuff, all of the the static that's trying to keep us away, you have carte blanche permission to go to the throne. And that's what we're going to look at. All right. Matt.